All right, we're back at it. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode five, The Joys of Parenting. Yeah. So much joy. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> talk about it today. Keep it 100. Um, yeah, so thank you guys for being with us again. And uh, just a reminder, don't forget to like and follow. And subscribe. So today we're going to be talking about parenting. Um, we've been parents now for since 1999. It's been and a it minute. was a party. Yeah, it was a party. So it's been a minute. And of course, Anne and Ava. Ava's now 15. 15 and Zan's are forever 20. You know, so we've parents here, boy and a girl, and both of those. So let's talk about that a bit. Um, why don't we start back at the beginning? Um, how would you describe yourself as a kid? I guess that's a good place. Let's before we're parents, we were kids. And uh, what so comes to mind? My my, what I believe to be, I was as a kid is obviously really different than what my sister, mm. um, my sisters, my siblings, um, describe me. <laughs> I I thought I was like a really good kid and. Um, I was, I am, I was a good kid and still am, um, a daughter, good daughter. And, but I think that I was just in everything. Mm. I was always in everything they said. And there's a lot of good stories about me getting into unnecessary mis mischief, mischief and yeah. was mischievous, but not like bad mischievous, but just a little Curious, curious. You were curious. I was a very curious child. You wanted to know why. I wanted to know why. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I don't know if that I was describe myself as curious per se. You know, as I think about it, there's a whole lot in childhood, but I think I could be described as, you know, uh, this is before twelve, right? As a kid, because I, you, everyone changes as they grow up, but it was very much. Uh, I was the oldest cousin, uh, second oldest on my grandma's side, uh, on my on my dad's side, and the oldest cousin on my mom's side. So I was near the top of the line, and I always wanted to be the leader of the cousins, the leader of my siblings, uh, in regards to what we're doing. You know, uh, if we were having a game, I wanted to organize the game. I wanted to keep things moving. You know, I was mm -hmm. generally the one to say, "Let's do this, let's do that." So. Um, but also, uh, if there was a camera rolling, I wanted to be in front of the camera, you know, so there's home videos and you'll see me bouncing in and out of the cameras. Yeah. So not that I needed all the attention, but. Well, I don't know, maybe you did. <laughs> well, it's not. But, uh, yeah. And, and I would say that I really liked the adventure. I think, um, you know, even to this day, but as a kid, right, if it was an opportunity to go to my grandparents, to go to San Diego for the weekend, for the summer, to go with an uncle somewhere, to go with my cousins, I always was like, yeah, let's do it. I wanted something new, something fun. I was very adventurous. I mm -hmm. I like that change. Yeah. I think as far as personalities, I always wanted to hang out with the older kids. Mm. So the... The older kids, because older kids. you are you are the younger kid, right? Yeah, and, a but, big, but, and I'm like age the, gap. Yeah, that age gap. But 
I'm, I think, the natural leader. Mm. So I didn't want to be the leader. I just was a leader. You just, yeah, you just spoke up and, and did it. Um, what ways do you think um, you're different or the same as you think about your personalities as a kid? It's pretty much the same? Um, <laughs> I think I'm the same. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think I'm the same, just depending on the setting, though. Right, work me versus me at home versus me just hanging out with. See, friends. and that's where that disc, the disc comes in. How how did my disc come Your out? Your disc was very high I followed by S, and I, if you're not familiar with the disc, is uh, includer. You get energy, very extroverted uh, personality that's drawn towards uh, people, but outgoing. Um, so I and I'm also high I. We're both both very high eyes. The difference is your S is um, your secondary, which is supportive, um, steady. Um, you, you're a great friend, right? You've got how many lifelong friends, people that you know you're really close to, regardless to what area you move to. And I'm an ID, meaning I do like it, but it's usually about something, right? We're gonna do some D is. Uh, you're you're competitive. You want to be an achiever. It's whatever the task at hand is. So it's kind of balanced between those. But we're both very high eyes. So in those regards, my 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 personality may flex if there's no task at hand. You know, if there's no game going on, then it's just enjoying people, listening, right. talking. And mine stayed the same. My D comes out when there is no leader. I well, step into that role, but mine. Remember that was the that was the whole thing because you guys all thought that I had my disc so like off. Like, right. There's no way that you don't flex because I'm pretty consistent. So right. the Deborah that I was at five, your natural ten, versus adapted is very. I, it's it's the, the, same. the same exactly. Like on Jesus both sides. Yeah. doesn't change. Yeah, it's exactly the same, which I think is a good thing. It's a good quality. Pretty consistent. Um, before we get into parenting and talking a little bit more about that. How would you, you know, you describe yourself that way. How would you, how would your mom and or dad describe you in your opinion? They basically oh, say? my parents. And to this day, they tell me I'm a leader. I'm a, you know, just go get them. And mm -hmm. although my name is not spelled like the Deborah in the Bible, um, that's just something that my parents, they're like, you're just a natural go getter. You're going to do it. You do things, right. you do things well, you do things great. Um, nothing but praise for my parents. And obviously I think that's just with my, our upbring with my upbringing in our home is parent, my parents have always encouraged, believed and, and um, believed for, for the best, you know, yeah. that, so not, the sky's the limit truly. And I've, sort of just held on to that right and I believe it but yeah yeah and I and and um as I think back as a child you know I, I remember my parents telling me that very very well behaved right that other people would comment like how well behaved I was I think where I get into trouble with that is that I could be <laughs> mischievous with you know no te left to my own <laughs> choices so um 
Yeah, there's some stories in there for sure. A lot of story. Uh, okay, so um, so let's talk about uh, now parents, as we mentioned, since 1999. That's when Zan was born, and Ava came and joined the party in 2007. Um, I would describe myself as a parent. I am uh, <laughs> not the hammer. I'm not the heavy. You know, I tend to say yes before I ever say no. Um, but I, I would describe myself as a parent as easygoing, you know, that, that tends to be my, my thing, uh, depending on what I'm doing, I, but I, I do need to focus. And at times I've caught myself like I need to focus. Um, but for the most part, I'm easygoing. How, how would you describe yourself? Why are you laughing? I'm because I'm just remembering what Ava said last week, Which where I was like, Ava asked dad, you know, he's not listening. <laughs> So you're very easygoing. You just zone out. Um, I am. I am the heavy. I'm. I. Mm-hmm. I'm the get things done person. And so, not that you're not. But our approach is different. Our definitely the approach is different. I just just get it done. Just do the things. And even just last week, right? Yeah. Ava and I. She's like, Mom, let's shake on this one, and and we we shook on. On an agreement about yeah, her, getting something done. We renegotiated her we, allowance. We renegotiated the allowance. And I last night when I came home, I don't remember where I was, um, and the things were done, and I, you know, I celebrated her. And I was like, thank you so right. much for doing that. Right. Well, you know, and, and that was big because I didn't have to ask. And that to me is huge. So, yeah, I, I am the heavy I'm, well, Zan and Eva both, they need something in regards to an expense or just anything, signing them up. I'm the one they come to. But I think that also came with those years, um, you know, the the last so many years that I was home. Yeah, even when I was working. Yeah, even when I was working at the school, I was on their schedule. So. Mm I was more available, and I think that has a lot to do with it as well. So I just assumed that that yeah, that I role. think that's part of it. But I, but to your point, you do get things done, and so if something's got to get done, it's got to go make it happen. You know, um, it gets done. So I, I make it happen. Yeah, make it happen. Uh, yeah. So very different parenting approaches, styles, and obviously the learning. Right? There's a lot of learning you have from the first child to the second child. There's just you know, everything was urgent. Everything was critical. First kid and second kid, you just, I don't know if you're just worn down or you just learned that some of the things are just not as big of a deal as you thought they were. And so you're just not, you know, stressed about them. That's, that's the way I took it. Yeah. Some things. Yeah. Some things. I think I mean, it just, you know, I mean, we were sterilizing too- everything, you know, Zanny. Yeah. It, it was to the yeah, T. Passing it was, out antibacterial to everybody and wouldn't let anyone touch him without washing their hands. I was that mom. Um, and I don't regret one minute of it. And even with Ava, I was like, "Mm," you know, because we were a lot more open, a lot more open, uh, definitely, but they're two different personalities, even as babies, two different personalities. So I had to relinquish a lot of control with Mm -hmm. Ava, even as a baby. Yeah, she's her own. Because she <laughs> marches to the beat of her own drum and period. 
Yeah, Ava is definitely uh, vocal about her things. And, and even more, I, I love seeing her even now as a 15-year-old. You know, her yeah. thoughts, is she's really developed her own opinions on things um, and how she sees the world, uh, questions and assumptions and things like that. Yeah. Although she is driving right now, which uh, I've gone for a driving lesson with her. And, and you she know, has a driving instructor. And she is a driving instructor. But who it, said what? Uh, she's a natural driver. You yeah. know. But I will tell you, it freaks me out just to not have... I don't have the break that those driving instructors have where they can just... I, Yeah. But like we said, personalities are different, right? So when Zan was like, he passed his permit, he got his permit, it was like, okay, get in the car, let's go. Like I f- was at ease, even still a little nervous, taking him out for his first time. Like, I wanted to be the one, and I thought with Ava, I wanted to be the one. But that changed where I'm like, "Uh, I can't take her out. Like, Mm. I'm scared. (laughs) But she's really really good. Really good. Yeah, and even today, she's like, Mom, can we go for, you know, a lesson? And I was like, "Uh, ask Dad. She's like, why are you scared to drive with me? I said, I'm not scared. I just, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, Ava Ava is a really good driver. She's a natural. But I think it's just as parents and the fact that she is the baby of the family. She is the baby. It, you know, she always has been. And she's also one, like you mentioned, you, you know, older groups. Ava can hold a great conversation with adults because she's always been, a, had to be around older kids and adults. As Zan did. As Zan, right, because they have Old an eight-year eight year. Uh, a spread between them. So, um, very, very much. Um, what, what comes to mind when you think of what, what is some of the best parenting advice you got, you know, as a new parent or, you know, even afterwards, what, what comes to mind? So much advice out there. It's, you know, being, being your child's number one supporter, cheerleader, Mm -hmm. no matter what, like, no matter what. I, you know, I always, what comes to mind is no one is going to stand up for your child like you would, regardless. Yeah. And that, I mean, if, even if the world is falling on them as a parent, you know, you're, you are that supporter that just will never turn your back on them. But I think the other thing that you mentioned, and, and I took this advice and I think it showed very clearly with Ava, is each child is an individual, Right, things that you may have done with one child, they're not going to work. work every every child is is unique, and they say that even about identical twins, right? Like right. they're their own being, and and that's where I think it's important to really understand that you know sometimes these hard and fast rules don't work across the board, right? Because you know you have a different kid, or you have a kid that's going to really challenge you on the why, <laughs> and you know what for and and how come and things like that. And and honest questions, not from a standpoint of just to be contrary, but they're really just asking those questions. Right. And so I think that was good advice. Um, I think some of the advice that um, I've taken as well uh, for for both Zen and Ava is to, to be present. And, you know, you kind of mentioned that, you know, that's something I, I have to work on is the be present, right? Because... But you, you and her could be going at it and just my mind just totally the tuner <laughs> goes out. all the way to zero. And there I'm literally 
doing whatever I'm doing. I don't hear anything. Well, you can be looking right at us. And I'm like, say something. (laughs) Help me. Help me. (laughs) But be present. Be present. So it's something that I actively work on. I've kind of written it into my plan and to my journal and something. My personal goals is be present. Be present. So I really do focus on that work. You know, close the phone, close the laptop, face her just like I would at people at work that give give them that. And I remember you saying that. You're like at, at the office having those conversations, it's turning away from the computer, having eye contact. Having and, eye contact, it means a lot. And it, and it can be easy to not do that with the kids, right? Yeah. When Zan or with Ava and being intentional about closing the laptop, putting the phone down, that's like being intentional. And sometimes when we're in it, we're, we're in the moment, it's easy not to. Yeah. So so now we're we are we are heading into that other generation, right? We've now drifted. We're not we we are Gen Xers. Um but we've had we have two amazing kids. Um and I think about the world today, right? Like if you're having a baby this year, right? And we know friends and family that have recently had babies and the world's different now, right? We didn't have uh nearly the things that Technology-wise, or some of the scares or concerns that are out there right now, or that maybe those concerns ha- existed back then, but we just didn't know about all the dangers. Right. You know, what what kind of advice would you give to a new parent today? I mean, what 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 are some of the things that come to your mind that you think that are still relevant and applicable today? Don't let them out of your sight. <laughs> <laughs> I know we did see that. Uh, Freedom movie, though. I mean, really good movie. I do recommend you see it. The Sound of Freedom, really good movie. But my gosh, if your heart doesn't, or that other, drop. what's the one, the bird? Black. Yeah, the Blackbird one out there on Apple. I mean, also one that where your just heart just goes. Uh, Advice, yeah. you know, don't take things too seriously. I mean, we were just talking about the school stuff yesterday with. Or the day before with Carly. When did she come over? Carly. Um, Like two days ago, we were talking about school and and what matters and what doesn't matter. And, you know, as a a new parent, I'm like, with Zanny, it was, well, one, he was easy when it came to, like, school. Very. Very, he just. Self-sufficient. Self-sufficient. I mean, he got himself to call. Like, he did all the application. He did all of it. Um. And so is Ava in her own. She's just a little more of a procrastinator about things. But that being said, I always, it was, you have the ability and you're capable of the, mm-hmm. you are an A student. So that's on you. I I put so much emphasis on the grade, on the, on the doing the right thing. Right, the marker, the, the checklist. The marker, the yeah. checklist, the test, the, and now... After experiencing and the big picture, the big picture, that shit doesn't matter. Yeah. It really doesn't. So with Ava, you know, different personality. And she is, she's a pretty much straight A, B student. I don't even care. I'm like, is it your, you know, we've always said that. Is it your best work? Right. Was, did you do your best? Okay. That's your best. And it's always been that way since day one. 
Although in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, push for it, strive, stride, stride, you know, do your right. best, get the best. So, I mean, I think, yeah, I, I think we we care, right? We care about her well-being and what she does in school or academics or whatever she's striving for. But our bandwidth, I think, for the grace is just so much wider. The grace and, is, yeah. Right? In terms of how does this impact the whole grand scheme of things. It's, right. You know. So the advice is don't take things too seriously. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you want to enjoy your kids. I mean, Ava's 15. She has three more years of high school. We don't know. You know, I I want her to go to college. She wants to go to college. We want her to, but we don't know what she's going to decide. And it's on, right. it's on her to decide what she wants to do. And when when you see that chart, and I'm, I'm sure you guys have seen that chart. It's been floating around, like how long your kids are with you. And it's a graph chart. You know, when they're born, they're like 100% with you. And it just, the chart just falls. And then once they hit like 18, the chart, it just, so what, while they're with you, to your point, like these are the good days. They are yeah. with you, especially they're, they're, they're in your home because you just don't know. And I think sometimes, especially when they're small, I, I went through it with, you know, you're balancing work and the kids and you get home and things can be chaotic. But really, those are those are great days. And if right. you miss them, wanting them to grow up, you could just miss it. You miss it. You miss it. And and ultimately, this is this is the time we have. Right. Whether you know, and, and I, I like even with Zan, like, no, just finish it. Go to school. Get it done. You have a scholarship, you know, so we always talked about those things. But I remember having that, the conversation of luck, I just want you to be happy. So if that means, if that means if, if you want to work at McDonald's and you're happy, go for it. So that same thing applies now with Ava, whatever you want to do, are you happy? Do you get joy from doing what you do? If you don't like it, change it, right? So that's probably the advice is, you know, let your kids be themselves. Let them be, you know, be their support, but let them find their path. Yeah. And I I also think that, and I agree with that, um, you know, Ava did this really great report couple weeks ago she was procrastinating a bit and she Mm -hmm. asked for help but her end product that she ran with at the end I mean it was so amazing I mean I kind of helped her work through the content part of you know from the research standpoint but what she did and crafted and made her story her own I was just so proud as a dad I'm like she's a storyteller Mm -hmm. you know so I think also parents can see gifts that maybe they can't see like I don't see I'm like you have that that's not normal that somebody would think about their peers and their teacher and how they would receive the story with a beginning, a middle, and an end, a before, during, and after, and and put it in a way that they would remember it. And she just did. And I was like, wow, very proud as a dad, but also acknowledging those gifts that I saw in her and said, that is a really good skill that I've seen in people that influence, that influence boardrooms, that influence decisions, and you did that naturally on your own, that part she ran with. So... Um, so, so moving into the, towards the end of this here, um, I, I do think there is a role, um, 
having a kid that puts you in is in understanding unconditional love. And you kind of mentioned that, right? When the world is, you know, everything falls apart. This unconditional love, like there's nothing they really can, there's nothing they can do to make you love them less or more. I mean, you're proud, but you don't love them more. You just love them. Um, how would you explain that to somebody who doesn't know? Like they're not a parent or they, they've never experienced. How would you ex- explain that to them? Yeah, because if they're not a parent, then they have no idea. It's really hard to explain. It's really hard to explain. But how would you put it in words to the best of your ability? Simply, there's nothing that my child, children can do to cause me to not support them, love them, and be there for them. I I may not be happy with a decision or with something, but I'm gonna support them. Yeah. I'm gonna love them. I'm I'm gonna be there for them. And it, it's it's a it's a great love. It, it really is a great love. And with love comes risk. And you know, we, we've talked about that in some of the last episodes of this thing. You know, if if you didn't have that significant amount of love, the risk of them not being present uh, just it, it wouldn't be the same. But because that's there, that's part of the deal. Right. You know, it's just that they, they come there. And um, I think about this, you know, as we, t- as I look at this from a faith perspective with my Heavenly Father, you know, he we are His children, all of us here, you know, uh, in the Bible, God breathed life into Adam. And that air is still in humanity today. It's It's duplicated, but it's still that same air. We are His kids. You know, you you can imagine him looking at us and just love, right? He wants the best for us. He doesn't want us to hurt or to suffer. But there's that unconditional love. That that's what I think about. I mean, I has that changed anything about how you see your faith when it comes to uh, being a parent and thinking about okay, you're you're somebody's child. Has something changed? No, I don't think. I've always believed that though, because mm-hmm. I was raised with that type of message in the home, right? I'm, and my mom was very, and, and dad, they both have always, that I feel have always shared that, like there's there's nothing, you know, that you could do. You may pit, and we may get upset. They would, they've never said that word to me. I, I use it. <laughs> Piss me off. You know, you, you may make me upset. You may make me angry. Um, I may not be happy with, what your choice, right? But I always felt love, and I was in a class at a church, and one of the things that was asked is, "How do you view when you when you view or you you view a picture of your heavenly Father? What image comes to mind?" Mm. And the majority of the people in that room said judge and mine was of the picture that came to mind was one growing up that I saw in church and it was Jesus sitting around with all these little kids around him and there was like a sheep over here or a lamb um and I to me that's the picture I have of God yeah of, of of loving 
arms around children. And I received that at home. I, I never felt judgment from my parents. Now, my older siblings, maybe. But remember, I'm one, I'm the, I was baby until my brother came along and dethroned me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I never experienced that. Yeah. Where I think, you know, I think that's a, also a correlation of how we view, that's how it was shared, right? Your, your, your view of the heaven, your heavenly father is the view that you have of like even your earthly because you see judgment. So what kind of parent are you? What, what are you pouring into, you know, how, what are you pouring into your children? Well, I think that, and maybe it's not changed for me, but it's more insight, like, as you see your kids go out into the world, like when Zan went to college, you know, or now that Ava's going to be driving, like, as a parent, there's so much love, but at the same time, it's like your heart is going out, you know, it there into the world, right? They're, they're his kids, but as a parent, you you feel that because you have so much love, and and I think that insight for me that that is shaped and changed as I felt that like I feel this way about my kids, and I think about that story in the Bible about the the father and his prodigal son leaves. He's he's looking for him. He's he's thinking about him. You know, he's he he has this this you know he's waiting for him to come home. Because a parent knows about, you know, this world is crazy and there's love and there's admiration, but it's out there. And you think about us just, we're out here in the world and sometimes we do things that are really good and, you know, we help others and I'm sure that makes him proud. But there's other things that could put us in danger and you can imagine him being like, you know, rooting for us to not be in danger because that's how, that's how I feel about my kids. You know, I, I want them to be safe. I want them to be secure, and um, that is that's how that's shaped my my view of my heavenly Father from that standpoint of, wow, He thinks about me, um, wants me to be safe, wants me to make good decisions for me because He loves me, and uh, that's how I I feel. And about even it. when you don't, He yeah. still loves you. He still does, but there's there's that that care and that risk of you know. <laughs> you eventually release them into the world. And, uh, you know, that's, 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 that's advice that I taken these, these kids, they belong to the Lord. And, and I think with anything in, in this life, you know, we don't, we don't take anything with us materially, you know, and for most people, they don't die together with somebody in the, like the notebook, you know, they don't, you die by yourself. <laughs> you mean we're not dying together? <laughs> nope. So we can, we have this running like who's going first, but uh, I am. So we have this, yeah. <laughs> who know? Who knows? But uh, my my point is, you don't die together. You know, in most cases, some you, people do, but yeah, you you, you come in to this earth by yourself. You leave by yourself uh, from this physical body, and and um, and so from that standpoint, you can't take anything with you, and um, as you release that i think it is it is powerful and freeing to understand that you can't take anything especially materially with you but we get so stressed sometimes over that stuff i can get stressed about stuff mm-hmm. like that you know so i can tell ava you gotta make your own money girl because i'm spending the one i made <laughs> <laughs> well the joys of parents the unexpected twists and turns but um 
again, as we wrap up here, we hope this has been helpful to you. Um, as always, you matter. You matter. San You Matter Foundation out there for anybody who may be struggling. Um, encourage you to check that out. And uh, we're happy you joined us today. And we have more more episodes coming. More to come. Don't forget to like, share, follow, subscribe.